Hey there, a quick moment to just let you know if you are struggling with a bedtime routine for your family, this is the best time to jump into our sleep e-coaching programs. Did you know that bedtime routine is the foundation for a good night of sleep? So chances are, if your child is struggling during the night, it actually links all the way back to the bedtime routine. I want you to feel confident and comfortable starting a new routine with your little one as soon as you can. And each of our baby, toddler, and preschool sleep e-coaching programs will give you every step of the process to make sure that from bedtime through morning time, we can get your little one sleeping all night long. Tap the links in the show notes below or head to littlezsleep.com to find your sleepy coaching program. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to the Little Z's Sleep Podcast, where we make getting sleep help easy. And over the years, we have brought in so many guests to continue making your journey of parenting easy. This episode was absolutely inspired by my own experiences. <laughs> I desperately wanted to have skincare experts onto the podcast because I absolutely know the struggle of dealing with baby skincare issues, even adult skincare issues. I myself have like super sensitive skin. And so I am so happy to welcome the skin sisters, Lauren and Brooke over to the podcast to discuss pediatric skincare. In this episode, you're going to hear us talk about eczema care for babies, what eczema even is, when you should be concerned, what are some treatments for this? And the number one question, probably the golden question that I get is, should I offer my baby a bath every night if they do struggle with eczema? So we're going to talk through that. Then we transition into the ever vast world of sunscreen. And they blew my mind a little bit with a sunscreen option that like, I don't even know how I didn't know this existed because I consider myself a sunscreen connoisseur. And finally, we get into when is an appropriate time to start a skincare regimen for your kids. Anything that we mention in this podcast episode, any products will be mentioned in the show notes. So you can check those out there because they, again, walk through some pretty cool things that I did not know existed. But guys, Lauren and Brooke were so fun to talk to and they know their stuff. Brooke and Lauren of the Skin Sisters are sister dermatology physician assistants. Their experience and expertise lies in dermatology from skincare and acne to aesthetic dermatology. I am so impressed with their Instagram account. I love following their tips and insider information, all things skincare. So make sure you go follow them on Instagram at the Skin Sisters. Enjoy our conversation from eczema, sunscreen, and starting a skincare regimen with your child. Well, welcome, y'all. I'm so excited to chat through pediatric skincare with Lauren and Brooke of the Skin Sisters. Head on over and follow them on Instagram. But we have three main topics that we're going to get in today. We're going to talk about eczema and care around eczema. We're going to talk about um, sunscreen use for kids. And then when is a good time to start a skincare regimen? So welcome, Brooke and Lauren. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank, Thank you. you. We're so happy that. to be here. Yes. Well, let's get into eczema. This is the first topic that kind of begins the child's life. So many overwhelming questions around eczema. And most of my followers were asking, um, questions about, uh, even starting from like dry skin patches to how do I know it's eczema and where do I go from here? So let's kind of get to the basis. What is eczema? 
So eczema is an inflammatory condition of the skin that happens very commonly in childhood. Sometimes children grow out of it and sometimes it's a lifelong condition. But what happens is the skin's barrier kind of starts to not be as, as complete or, you know, break down a bit. And then the moisture escapes and, and you get inflammation on the skin. So that shows up on the skin in dry patches, this kind of red itchy spots and, um, and can come up, you know, it's, it's genetic in most cases, but can certainly be exacerbated by like conditions like weather or products that you're using that make it better or worse. So if a family is recognizing as again, in the infant that their, their baby has dry skin patches, when is the moment they should maybe consider um, concern or go talk to the pediatrician? Is there ever like a, it's too early or uh, it's too late? It's definitely never too early. If you notice something new on your child or your baby's skin, it's never the wrong thing to seek the advice of a trained dermatology professional. Okay, perfect. And I would love to know a little bit about this. So let's say that a family does go um, get their child's skin checked out. It is in fact eczema um, and they're you know going through whatever um, topical, I'm assuming it's all pretty much topical application to help resolve. There are lots of different modalities to treat eczema, um, you know, from topicals to supplements to injectable medications. And that's what you would review with the medical provider. Okay. Gotcha. Most, most of the time for children, I mean, it's, it's most of the time, overwhelmingly for children, we're talking about like skincare practices and, and topical medications, um, certainly easy things. Right. Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest follow-up questions that we get, because in, in our sleep world, we talk about the bedtime routine and the bedtime routine includes a bath. So is it, is it true? This is what we hear a lot. Is it true that you should not offer the baby a bath every night if they do have eczema? What's the reasoning behind that? It's kind of two different schools of thought. Um, there are actually some treatments for eczemas that can be delivered through the bath, like colloidal oatmeal baths or bleach baths. Um, really, you don't want to be using soaps on the baby's skin or the child's skin um, because those can further dry out that barrier that Lauren was talking about earlier. Um, so it's not wrong to bathe your child's you know, daily or every other day, you just want to be mindful of what you're putting on the skin during that bath. Um, and talking about, you know, you bring up the bedtime routine, which is so important. Both Lauren and I have, have two kids each. Um, but studies have shown that using barrier creams like ointments, Aquaphor, Vaseline, CeraVe healing ointment, those real kind of goopy sticky ointments, using them early in life actually has been shown to help prevent eczemas and reduce their severities in young children. Oh, I love that. I, I actually, I'm like kind of laughing and smiling because I have always had severe skin sensitivities. And mm. my mom would talk about how, when I was like a newborn from newborn on, they would just slather Vaseline all over me as a baby. And like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like 31 now and I'm slathering like Aquaphor on myself all the time. Like it's, this is normal for me. That's good though. The Aquaphor helps to lock your body's own moisture in. Um, especially like with bathing, it's interesting because we all think water is so moisturizing, right? And hydrating. And that's how we hydrate, you know, our bodies by drinking water, but it can actually dry out the skin, which is why those ointments like Aquaphor can lock the moisture in before the bath too. Good to know. And then I would love to touch on detergent. And this is like, 
I, I, this is me speaking as an adult who has to use very specific detergent for my skin. Um, but what about for babies who, who do have um, skin sensitivities or, or eczema, what detergents or, um, I guess, uh, fragrances, things like that, should we be aware of in our baby's repertoire of soaps and detergents? So it's interesting. I heard a pediatric eczema uh, specialist, a, a really world-renowned dermatologist speak on this a couple of years ago about how for kids, it's really, and for all of us, but especially kiddos, there's not a lot of detergent that remains on, on the clothing after it's been through the wash cycle. And it's actually not as much of a concern, according to him, Um as far as, you know, things you need to be avoiding that, that the detergent doesn't actually play such a big role, even though like, you know, as parents, we're all trained to, you know, what detergent are you using? It could have been the detergent, but it's actually less likely to be the detergent. That said, if, um, you know, we're trying to rule out kind of what could be aggravating the skin, I tend to like free and clear detergent. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's such a good point. Let's talk, let's kind of transition in that same line of thought, um, from eczema as a baby, or even, you know, raising my hand here as a, as an adult who still has skin sensitivities, but moving (laughs) into the sunscreen world, um, when can you begin to use sunscreen on your child? The, The baseline recommendation is six months old. Um, and the recommendation of course, prior to six months old is to keep your child completely out of the sun. Um, Lauren, I don't remember what you did with the kids, but I know I had a little bit of sunscreen on my kids, both when they were younger and really just most important to choose a purely mineral based sunscreen, sun protective clothing, which is um, designated as UPF and keeping the kids in the shade as much as possible. Do you guys have favorite brands when it comes to like the UPF clothing for kids? It's so nice. It used to be, I have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And when they were babies, it was like, you had to really seek out these specific brands. But now even, you know, big companies like Gap and Old Navy, they're including UV um, protection. It's called UPF protection, like Brooke said, in their general lines, which is so, so nice. Makes it really easy to find. Target has great options. And then there are some specialty lines like Mott 50 and Cooley Bar that makes such, such, you know, very cute stuff for the kids. Oh yes. And I love 50 stuff. So cute. So, okay. Um, yeah. sun, sunscreens for kids. All right. Um, probably the biggest frustration is that whole application of the sunscreen. Um, and this is where, <laughs> you know, I know that now there's like tons of ways there's like the, um, the sprays, the lotions, all these things are any of these sunscreens better than one? Like, uh, w- what should we be looking for when we're trying to find the best sunscreen for our kids, like babies all the way up through, you know, childhood years. <laughs> I personally think that ease of use is one of the most important things for the parent because it's such a struggle sometimes, no matter what, to get sunscreen on your child. And I personally find that the like stick sunscreens are easiest to use and choosing a mineral sunscreen, like we mentioned before, something, excuse me, that is zinc oxide based is safest and offers the best protection for the children. Um, I like one from a brand called all good. It's the easiest thing to use. You just like twist up the stick, scoop some off. It rubs in easily. It's great waterproof, 80 minute protection. Um, and it has not irritated my children's skin. I use it for myself too. Yes. I love the, I love the bar kind as well, because, um, most of the time it's my husband taking the girl I'm, I'm, you guys know me. Well, 
most of you guys know that I am red hair, fair skin. So I like, if I don't need to go to the pool, I'm not going to go to the pool because I don't want to sit. I don't even want to bake in the sun, like with my sun protective clothes on, but my husband is the opposite of me. And I love the bars and I love the, especially the, the mineral base because I can tell it's there. I still sometimes see like the white streaks on my girls. I'm like, Oh yep, You had sunscreen on. You're all good. So I do. I, I love those bars. I think it's okay. great. But Brooke's first point is so true. Like it's all about what the kids they'll use. My eight-year-old now is, you know, it actually is getting more tricky, not less tricky because she doesn't want to look, you know, have the white residue and she doesn't want. So we've moved to, you know, sunscreens that are more clear for her, but she's willing to use them. And, and that's really the key with sunscreen is something that's easy for the parents and the kids are willing to apply regularly. I'm going to say, you know, another little like kid and baby sunscreen tip that Lauren and I love to share and use ourselves is utilizing the powder sunscreens. Um, these mineral-based sunscreens are not only fun for like older kids to use and apply themselves, but it's nice to use for like the hairline of kids or if your children have lighter hair or if they wear um, like pigtails or a hairstyle where they have a part in the hair and the scalp is exposed. Um, it can be really like goopy and clunky to try and put a cream or a lotion or even a spray uh, on the scalp and in the hair and the powders work great. Uh, I'm going to add that to my Amazon cart right now. Yes, uh, for sure. <laughs> my girl's like, I'm just using the little um, like mineral spray and I'm like, let me get your hair. I mean, they're young. They don't really care right now. But I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, I mean, one day they're going to care. <laughs> they have like white streaks in their hair. Totally. Um, and it happens overnight, right? They grow up so fast. Yes. Well, um, I guess kind of on that same line of thought here with... Um, all the different SPFs available. So, uh, what about numbers, SPF numbers for kids? What, like, can you demystify this for us? Like, should we be going like 70 to hundred? Like where, where do we need to fall in the SPF category? So we recommend SPF 30 or higher across the board, but that said, if you're using a higher number SPF, say like 70, if you, it gives you a little wiggle room because so many of us, and especially if we're trying to get on the kids quickly, don't apply enough or don't, you know, apply the sunscreen correctly um, to get the coverage that actually is tested to be the advertised SPF number. So if you're applying an SPF of 70, you might only be getting an SPF of 40, say, because you might not be using enough or reapplying enough, but at least that gets you over the SPF 30 mark. So I, you know, SPF 30 or higher is the goal, but use the highest number that, that you can find in a formulation that you like. Okay. My last question about sunscreen, because as I was thinking like, Oh, I want to go add this to my Amazon cart. Is this, I don't know if you guys can myth bust this for me and uh, just tell me if this is a real or, or thing or not, but is there such a thing as going to Amazon and finding like, Oh, I'm going to order this this skincare product, like sunscreen, is there a risk that this could be expired or not exactly what you need? Do you need to go somewhere like specialty to get some of these things? Amazon is um, a very complicated beast when it comes to skincare, but most important is to vet through the actual brand, whether Amazon is what's considered a, like a licensed reseller of the product. And you can almost always find that on the brand's website. So certain brands have their own storefront in Amazon, but there is the, you know, the slight risk that if you don't go through that vetting process, you could get a product that is expired or will expire very soon or is not the you know, product that is being advertised. I kind of thought that was going to be a loaded question. So I'm glad you, you were very <laughs> able to like briefly explain that well. So thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, um, we recommend for 
honestly, safety and like peace of mind, just order directly through the brand. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, this kind of leads us perfectly into our last um, kind of question bundle here, which is when can I start or when should I start a skincare regimen for my child? And this question comes from someone who said they have a five-year-old. So like, when should we be thinking about this? I think the time, I mean, in truth, it starts very early, right? It's when the kid is little, the sun's, the skincare routine might be like a fine lotion before bed. And, but if we're thinking more like traditional routines, like face washing and, and kind of how we think as adults of a skincare routine around five or six is a great time to kind of just introduce like face washing or putting, you know, lotion on themselves. They're old enough to kind of learn those skills. Um, there are some really great gentle products. We love like micellar wipes, um, you know, the, the cleansing wipes just with micellar water for the kiddos, especially like if they're wearing sunscreen all day at camp and getting pretty dirty, kind of learn to wipe their own face before bed is really fun for them. A friend of ours started a company on California called Betty Green, which is like, I'm just think it's the coolest. It, it's like a, a, a cleansing stick, but really the idea is to teach kids how to be responsible for their own skin. And, you know, the stick is easy. These kids know how to put a sunscreen stick on this. It's just a cleansing stick. They put it over their face and then rinse. And it kind of teaches them that beginning of a routine, which I would say anytime from like five, six, seven, eight, those, those, that's the right time to introduce just general cleansing. What was the name of that company you said again? That company is called Betty Green, B-E-T-T-E Green. Started by a mom. Um, who kind of just like saw an, you know, a need that she wanted to fill for her own daughter. Oh, I love that. I just like, I, I, I'm so glad you spelled it. Cause I was on Instagram, like, where are they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to find it. That's so cool. I love that idea. And the, the micellar wipes, I had not even thought about that for kids that, um, honestly, sometimes that's all I can get my husband to use. It's like here, I'm like, just use a wipe, right? Like <laughs> children and men, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> <being> simple. <laughs> yeah. Well, and exactly. it brings up like, it brings up such a good point. I love using micellar water wipes. And I've noticed that my daughter, she's only two and a half, started noticing that I was doing that when she was out of the bath and like doing her post-bath routine with her dad. And so now she takes a wipe and kind of like, you know, wipes it on her shoulders and her forehead. But it gives an opportunity to start like modeling for your children good skin health routines. And the micellar water wipes are just a great way to do it or those sticks. And easy to find. Yeah. Easy to find. Oh, I love that idea. Okay. This is such a good information. Anything else you guys would, would maybe share with a mom who is considering getting started with a skincare um, regimen or thoughts for their child when it comes to taking care of their skin, any like final words of encouragement or anything you'd want to pass on? There's honestly, there's so many, I would (laughs) say like, um, you know, choose gentle things and choose one thing at a time. So don't start your, you know, five, six, seven year old with a three-step skincare routine. Maybe just start with the micellar water wipes or the stick cleanser. Do that for several weeks or several months, and then maybe add on a moisturizer. Um, Make it really relatable, make it fun and, you know, try and set a good example for skin health, do the skincare routine right along with them. Oh, that's really sweet. I like that idea of doing it along with them and, um, simplifying not everything all at the same time. Um, small steps, small steps are always good. Which is so important for the mom too. I'll just say, I know we're here to talk about kids, but if you're talking about, you know, kids skincare, 
skincare for the moms goes right along with it. And truthfully, it's the same advice. Just keep it simple because you're busy. And if you're doing a few of the right things, you're on the right track. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for spending time with me today. Can you let us know where can we find more um, of that you guys have to offer? So you can find us on Instagram at the skin sisters and on our website at www.theskinsisters.com. Thank y'all. Thank you so much for joining me today. You'll have a great rest of your day. Thanks so thank much. You, Becca. Thanks again, Brooke and Lauren over at the skin sisters. It was so good to talk to you. You answered a lot of my own questions. So thank you very much. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Head on over to Instagram at the skin sisters and give them a follow sweet dreams. See you next time.